You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Eight times done we're think the people who invented Spindrift were like, so it's basically like LaCroix, except we just use a lit, a, the tiniest bit of fruit juice and, and people are going to go crazy. Don't you think if that was being pitched to you, you'd be like, no. Well, I think if you pitched it like that, I'd be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think if someone was like, do you ever have a LaCroix and the flavor is just so unnatural? And you look at the can and you're like, why? It says natural flavoring. And like, we all know natural flavoring has nothing to do with things that are actually natural. What if instead we took actual fruit juice, high pressure pasteurized it, and put like three tablespoons into every can of carbonated water? Wow. I, do you do voiceover for Spindrift? That was amazing. Well, thank you so much. What? High pressurized the, the what what? High pressure pasteurization was that thing. Rem- okay, okay, okay. Oh. Remember back when we used to drink green juices? Mm-hmm. And Blueprint, all mm-hmm. of a sudden their shelf life went from like two weeks to uh-huh. like four months. Yes. So it went from being totally not pasteurized, it was actually raw, to mm-hmm. being high pressure pasteurized, which is basically like rather than heating it. They spin they- it. It's, well, I think it's high pressure. I think the clue might be in the name. Okay. So I don't know. They just like squeeze it so much. Into the what does that I don't mean? know what it means. I have no idea what it means, but it's like basically a way of quote unquote, like maintaining all the nutrients with it. So meaning if you were to, if you were to do it at a higher temperature, if you were to pasteurize it at a higher temperature, you would kill off a lot of the nutrients. So this is like a way of maintaining nutrients, but you can also taste the difference. Hmm. Yeah. So like juice press back when that was a thing, I think now it's called just plants. This what? is like a New York based chain guy. No, isn't it still called juice it's, press? Now it's just plants. And the guy who founded it was like super vegan, like kind of tech bro-y vibes. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, those vegans where you're like, wait, you, you seem so aggro about things that are like Zen, like yoga and like, Right. Not eating kind meat. Of a contradiction. Yeah, almost like punk vegan. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I think gauges that's... in the ears, a lot of tats, that kind of vibe. Exactly. Uh, shaved head, like For that sure. whole thing. So he was very anti HPP, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he was like, "If you're pasteurizing it at all, you're not getting all of the nutritional benefit." Anyway. Mm. But but I used to spit. Spin drift. I used to call it something else, and people kept on correcting me. But now I'm like, what, what was, was it? Was I calling it like a sprint, 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 sprint drift? drift, sprint drift, spin drift, spin? I don't know. Dift. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just like this is so weird because for for like two years people I was calling it something you. else, and people were correcting me, and I was like, but now I can't imagine what I was possibly calling it. Oh. Anyway, 
Okay. Wait, I just have to uh-huh. comment. It's funny that you bring up like agro vegans because I was trying to describe Erwan to someone over the weekend and I was like, it's a, it's a bougie. It's like if Gwyneth Paltrow, if Goop opened up like the most expensive high end, but like all natural, because if you, um, a grocery store, because it's not, it's not that like grassroots, hippy dippy, mean vegan. You know what I mean? Right. The people who run those stores sometimes are frightening. But like, I I way prefer those stores to an Erewhon. Like, I like. Do you ever go to Lifetime down in in the village no. in the West Village? It's so great. I mean, it's just like a, a health food store that's been there forever, and it's really just a health food store where they carry the old school brands. They have natural pro, like organic produce, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. none of it's that pretty. Nothing mm-hmm. is like beautifully packaged. Mm-hmm. Everything just looks like it's kind of small batch, and the people who work there are just like, I don't know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Like, I don't know, it's in supplements. Go go check in supplements. Like, yeah. But I like that better than the Erewhon model, which now feels like just a VC-funded yeah. behemoth of yeah. like coconut macaroons, you know? Oh, Coconut but, sugar, coconut macaroons. But God, that's, that is my... Thorn of the week. What's Wait. it's your turn? Let's go. Okay, let's go. All right. This intro. I'm really long. excited about this one. What is your orange grease of the week? And what is your orange grease stain of oh the week? Oh my god! I have so <laughs> many grease stains on clothes. Oh, it's it's really crazy. Like the reason why I never am wearing a good outfit for a dinner party that I throw at home is because everything just ends up covered in grease. I'm standing there being like, I'm going to mix the salad, but I'm not going to let any of it get on me. It just happens. Yeah. It's like one teeny globule of oil. You're done. Flings out of the thing and yeah. onto my beautiful blouse. I'm like, that's it. I know. That's when the chef jacket comes in handy. Exactly. Because an apron, an apron does not cover enough. An it'll apron needs it'll to, get where the apron misses yeah. conveniently. I need a hazmat suit. Yes. Plastic hazmat suit. Okay, my orange grease yes. and my orange grease stain. Yes. Or my orange oil. Yes. My yes. spicy orange tinted oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I just mean, I just think our listeners know. Yeah, it's yes. like we're talking about the sexy uh, tomato sauce orange oil, the pizza orange oil, etc. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my orange grease stain, as I was about to say, is. My own lack of creativity these days with, like, figuring out not, like, a healthy in a basic way, but, like, a kind of dessert I can get behind and isn't going to make me, isn't going to give me a sugar hangover. Okay. But it's something that, like, I can enjoy a lot. Like, I'm so sick of just making, like, some yogurt with fruit. And I'm not a big chocolate person, and I do not have the time... I think I have to start investing more time because I'm, I don't want to prepare it beforehand. Right. Well, this is why we, we inevitably eat like a a tub full of granola and yogurt Mm -hmm. with like marmalade on top is Mm -hmm. because it's like, you don't have to prepare it ahead of time, but then Mm -hmm. you're eating so much because it's not actually satisfying, which like that actually ties into my orange grease stain of the week. Oh, wow. Um, 
What could you do? I mean, you could stew a bunch of fruit before. So you could like do like a stewed rhubarb, stewed strawberries, like create kind of like a compote thing. Yeah. With a bunch of like honey. I think I just need like vanilla. a new texture. Like I wonder if there's something that I can freeze or bake. Like sometimes I've seen on Instagram like people like mashing up like oats and bananas and like dark chocolate and then like cutting into squares or something. Like I want something that's... I like things that are a little... Yeah, like nutty, but not. Well, or do you like just Odi, yeah. like granola y, but like. But less crumbly. healthy. Yeah, yeah, but like it's also, I think the thing about the granola and the yogurt, I'm like, that's something that I eat for breakfast. Right. Why am I having it now as dessert? It's mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. it's not gonna scratch that itch. Yeah. Um, I used to think of so many like desserts that were healthy and. But then, yeah. okay, you can do banana <laughs> whip. Oh, yeah. I always, you can always do that. that. Oh, you yeah. can also, I feel like just pre-making a bunch of cookies, keeping them raw, and then like, but already pre, you know, pre Log cookies. That's You the, could do log. Yeah. But I always find once they're frozen, it's very hard to like cut into them. What? I don't. I feel like they kind of always get a bit crumbly. Oh. Sort of, but huh. like, you can also just pre-roll them into balls and sure. then just put layers of wax paper between them yeah I need like something like that that's like a like a yeah ball well and I did an oat (laughs) yeah you know what I mean like that's like maybe there's a date involved oh yeah I did so I did an oat cookie okay it was oats Mm -hmm. dark chocolate um chips Mm -hmm. but like the big ones Mm mm-hmm Dark chocolate chips, Razel Hanu. Mm-hmm. Little bit of flour, a little bit of sugar, or like something was sticking them together. I forget what, but I, it was actually a recipe from the New York Times, which I never look at anymore, but it was from there. Oh, wow. Um, and then I froze them and just like put the instruction, you know, put in like 350 for 13 minutes mm-hmm. on the things so that I wouldn't, you know, because that's the problem, right? It's like you make these things and then you're like, wait, did I bake these already? Are these not? What do I, what do I do? Yeah. Or the other thing I do is I just buy a bunch of Levain cookies, cut them in half, and put them in the freezer. Oh, yeah, I should do that. I should definitely do that. I actually do have a bunch of cookie dough that I made in the freezer. Well, I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so my, that's, thank you. Um, my orange, greasy, oily, delicious thing was um, my mother in law made this potato salad over Memorial Day weekend that was, I think it was a, David Tannis okay. recipe. We love, love David Tannis. It had little roasted potatoes, cherry tomatoes that were sliced in half, so like kind of the same size. I love yeah. when there are items that are the same size that are different. <laughs> lots of parsley, lots of herb, and dill. Parsley oh, and dill. Dill. It's dill season, y'all. Uh, pepperoncini. Ooh. And feta. Yum. That sounds incredible. It was so... Good. And was the was the dressing mostly like oil based? Because yeah. pepperoncini were like acidic enough. Mm-hmm. That's And I think really there good. were also supposed to be olives in it, but she didn't have any, so she doubled the pepperoncini. I just lately, maybe it's the summer air coming in, but I just have been craving like very, very bold, unexpected, big flavors. Oh yeah. You know? Well, it's funny. Okay, you come out of winter, which is full of bold flavors, but perhaps not so unexpected. Also, guys, sorry, there's so much going on on the street outside of my apartment right now. It's like there's just a an air blower, an air conditioner, like the size of <laughs> yeah. What I don't is know, that? Fi- just just going woo, so annoying. 
See, that's one of those things I can't, like, I can't put together the words of, like, an air conditioner the size of, it's like, I can't, then my brain can't connect to anything. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, how big is it? (laughs) Well, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to say it's big, but I can't, like, connect to the right thing that would make that phrase sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ari and I were saying before we started recording that our brains just are not really working lately. Well, maybe we need to be eating something different. Ooh, more red meat. I bet that's it. Really? I, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sure. Well, I could convince myself that I had an iron deficiency. Didn't, like, three weeks ago, you were like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not ne- eating I'm never <laughs> eating anymore. meat again. Literally, my meat days are over. Um... Wait, where were we? Oh, the pepperoncini. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm, so I was going to mm-hmm. say, I feel like here's winter. It's stews. It's like braised it's comfort. meats. It's comfort. The flavors are not so unexpected, but they are big and they are bold. But then summer comes and like you have to get the boldness from freshness. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, like pairing, a pairing for instance, a strawberry with something unexpected. Like pairing a strawberry with a tomato. Yeah. Or pairing a tomato with more acid. Like yeah. A, like a sweet Kind of a yeah, like I want to mix many more flavor groups than, like usually it's like two, but now I'm like let's do, and not just yeah flavor groups is that the right thing to say? But like sweet, sour, crunchy, yes. like che- fatty, che- yeah. like all of it. Give it all to me in one bite. Yeah, all of that, and it can also just all be lukewarm, which is yes. like a whole other thing. Yeah, totally. Know? Well, it's very Otolangi. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not what it's not like I want a meat and a side. I want like I ended up eating mostly that potato salad. Yeah. You know? Like it was yeah. so interesting that I just wanted more of that. Like a bunch of different interesting side dishes as the main. In talking about this, I'm like, oh, I don't add pickles to enough dishes that I make. I feel mm-hmm. like I only add pickles to mayonnaise things. Mm. As in potato salad, tuna salad. Okay, the list ends there. Yeah. But like adding a Adding a very finely diced pickle yes. to a salad, to like a green salad? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to try that this week. Yeah. I've been making a lot of salads. Oh, obviously, what else is fucking new? <laughs> I've been making a lot of salads and adding, you know, today we did feta, feta, cucumber, olives, tomato, um, lemon zest. But I'm like, add a little pickle to that? Yeah. Sounds good. Very Greek. It's true. Very Greek. Yeah. Spicy pickle. Oof. Yeah. Um, well, on the pepperoncini thing, my orange oil for the week was... Okay, so I had my uh, 15-year college reunion. So we were <laughs> in New Haven. So we went to Bar Pizza, which is... If anybody hasn't been to New Haven, I'm sure you've heard of, like, Sally's and Pepe's, which are the two most famous pizzerias. But there are a bunch of other incredible pizzerias there, too. One of which is called Bar. They only do one salad, but it's so fucking good. Remind do you remember me what's the bar in salad? No. Okay. Pear, but it's like hard pear. Oh, God. Like okay. a Bosque pear. Wait, which one? No, a Donjou. Nope. Mm-hmm. Donjou pear. Green skin. Mm-hmm. And they always get like just under ripe. So it's like, it's not super sweet and it's not super soft. It's like kind of a hard pear. Sure. Gorgonzola. Okay. And candied walnuts that are so candied that they like break a tooth. They're, it's so good. It's the perfect combination. And then just with greens, but with like... God, I hate, like, a mescaline mix, but they do a mescaline mix, and there's no sad, dark, slimy Slimy. leaves. It's like they feel very fresh. So that, but then, so we had that, and then we had a white clam pizza, which is a New Haven specialty, and this 
this one was called like New Haven on the town. I don't know. It had like some stupid name. Not stupid. Great name. But it was white clam pizza with really charred, small, I think they were slightly pickled red peppers. But sorry, like uh-huh. hot red peppers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. like in the uh-huh. pizza oven, they had gotten like fully charred. So with a bite, you would get like a little bit of something oh, acidic. Oh, God. Then like the brininess of the clam. Plus there's always like raw garlic on the pizza. Yep. And that like, it was it was so fucking good. There's Just like a perfect fuck. pizza. I and I think it also has haven. cheese in it. Yeah, definitely yeah. has cheese in it. Well, some of the white clam pizzas, they do it with cheese or without. I think this one had cheese. It needs cheese in my opinion. I mean, sure, but I'm also like, I wouldn't, if you, if you serve me a piece of charred bread with clam, olive oil, and garlic, like, I wouldn't be mad that there was no cheese, you know? Yeah. Oregano, thyme, who knows what else, but it was so fucking good. Okay, so that was my orange oil of the week. Wow, that sounds good. My orange grease stain of the week was like, just realizing, and this is, I feel it ties into what you're saying about the dessert thing. Just realizing that, like, when food is not very good, I don't have the willpower to just stop eating it when I know it's not very good. Mm-hmm. I just, like, eat three times as much as I eat when something is good. Just hoping that it's going to get better. It's like stuffing my craw with just, like, mediocre food. And I would love to get to a point of being like, Sophie, you're not actually enjoying this, so maybe just stop eating it. It's okay. Stop eating it and get something delicious later. You know? Yeah, but it always depends on, like, what time it is, where you are, how much energy you have. What are your go-to, like, doctoring items when you have something that is less than satisfactory? Hot pepper, olive oil, and salt. Hmm. What are yours? I mean, like, every type of mayonnaise. Right. Well, but it also depends on the cuisine. We're talking out. I'm not talking, like, cooking at home. I'm talking, like, I'm out. Yeah. If I'm cooking at home, like, 99% of the time, I think everything is totally delicious. I just think, like, something happens when you're making something of your own that you're like, God, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, like, objectively I'm aware it's probably not that good. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like, you're out, you're, like, let's say you're at an event or something. Let's say you're at a wedding. Uh-huh. And the food comes and you're like, this isn't that good. I eat, the, the entire plate is polished off and, like... You're so good. No, it's not good. It's, like, weird. Well, I think that's good, though, especially at a wedding in particular because... You don't want to get too too drunk. Like, you got it. That's true. I have to be like, remember to eat this, like, try and eat a lot of this because you don't know when you're going to eat again and you're trapped here. Yes, you're definitely you, trapped. You know, unless you're at a city wedding because then you can be like, hold on, I'm just going to step outside and get a slice of pizza. But, but I'm also like, I know sliders are coming at the end of the night. But they might not be. But but I but it's like inevitably you sort of know they are because whatever wedding planner has talked these people into having the slider... But then I'm there with the slider, and I have a whole plate full of them, and I'm like, these aren't very good. You're doing it again. These aren't very good. Yeah. It's like just such a weird inevitability for me. Interesting. In fact, I should just like let myself get drunk on the booze and be like, well, this is, this'll do. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe you were just hungry. You're hungry. Yeah, no, it's just it's just like a, a a lack of satisfaction that I'm convinced will be sated by just continuing. It's the thing of, like, the definition of insanity is continuing no. to do the same thing with the same outcome. That's I, so annoying. I'm yeah. also like, is that the definition of insanity? No one knows. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> just says keep it. just saying it yep. with the same outcome. Yeah. 
Um, People love that expression, annoyingly. Oh, are we trying this? Yes. Okay. My friend Kim Taff was on the street the other day, and she was giving these out. Spiked coconut water. It's called Sun Boy. Mm. Do you think perhaps this is aimed at the gay population? I don't know. It's okay. It's, they were giving it out where? Here? In this neighborhood? Uh, yes. Well, I did run into her in Chelsea. Okay. So, so that's a plus for it being that being the target demo. Sun Boy. It is um, a good, like... Yeah. Wow, the color is kind of great. It's wow. got pa- what, passion fruit? Yes, so this is the passion fruit flavor. It has 5% ABV. By the way, guys, this mm. is not... I, she just like gave this to me for free, so we're just talking about it. No added sugar, hydrating coconut water. I like ah. it says here, benefits of real fruit. What are the benefits of real fruit? God, you can just put whatever the fuck you want on a... Sure can. <laughs> benefits of hydration. Oh, I like the smell. Passion fruit. All right. In it is alcohol water, reconstituted organic coconut water, reconstituted lime juice, passion fruit juice, natural flavors. And does reconstituted mean like it was dry oh and now God. it's wet? I'm, this, I think this is so fucking good. Oh, yeah. This, oh, I would drink this like... I would drink this like all day long. Oh, my God. This is the drink <laughs> of the summer. That's... Delicious. This is way better than. Well, it's on par with our. Um, uh oh, here goes my brain again. Zuzu. Yes, like in terms of it being like delicious and interesting and not too sweet. Yes. Just something to balance the board. That's just so heavily. Um, the spiked seltzer thing. Like I know. it's just. I've never had a spiked seltzer that I liked unless I just made it at home for myself mm-hmm. with seltzer and tequila and wine. Yeah. Which is, which is a spiked seltzer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the rule is if it would be gross um, at room temperature. Yeah. That is Although, not a good drink. Yeah. Well, although some wine is gross at room temperature. Yeah. Not gross, but like you just want a little chill on it. This is really good. This is very yummy. I'm going to text Kim and be like, can I get more? Can I get a pack? Um, I mean, it's 130 calories for one can, which I do feel like that's like a commitment in its own way. Why? I don't know. I, somebody was talking to me the other day about like the, you know, calories in beer or wine or whatever. And it's like, I just don't think about it. I just drink and I never think about that. Yeah. But I'm like, is 130 calories like, I think that's low. Oh really? Yeah. For a delicious drink, it's low. So what do you think is like in a Negroni? I have no idea. And let's keep it that way. Yeah. It's probably I, healthier. But I do think like a beer or something is usually uh, maybe like two something. I feel no. like. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I think like a light beer is 90. Like a Michelob Ultra. Remember oh, those God. commercials? It was just really? like hot people like going for a run. And then at the end they'd like crack open a beer. <laughs> I don't remember those commercials. Really? Oh, they're like seared in my brain from like the early aughts. It would be Fuck. like a girl and a guy with like rippling six pack. It was always, always shot in black and white. Really? Yeah. Oh, Michelob, it was like shot Mich- Michelob. Michelob Ultra. Do they even yeah. sell that anymore? I what think they is probably that? do. It's like a light, weird beer. Super light. Is there a Michelob n- regular? Yeah, I think so. I've never seen someone order <laughs> in my that. Head, it's life. like the Michelob regular comes in like a huge can. Yeah. But like the Ultra would come in this like, like sort of like slender bottle. Huh. You have to look up. Maybe these ads will ring a bell if you watch them. Or maybe they were New York only. Maybe. <laughs> but this is something you could really enjoy. You're not just, like, pounding it. You know, those light beers. Yeah. Just taking me back to college. Oh, they're so gnarly. And it also takes, like, 12 of them to get drunk. 
Yeah. Because it's mostly just water. But sometimes you want that. Like if you're having an after, like, well, talk to me about your reunion situation. Well, That's a situation where you're drinking a lot of light beer, I imagine. Yes. And I also think, wait, what was I? Oh, okay. This also actually came up at bar. We were talking about Athletic Brewery which is a non-alcoholic brewery mm-hmm. and their I like their IPA. I think it's called like running wild maybe, or like running wild, what run wild, whatever is so good. It just tastes like a delicious IPA. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about sort of like, what is the target demo? Because I don't necessarily think it's just for people who don't drink, but I was like, Oh, the perfect time to have one of these is it's the end of the night. You want to stay social. You want to like keep drinking something, but you don't want to get more drunk. Yes. <gasps> Pop open an athletic ale, athletic yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. You want to have something that's fun to drink, that exactly. tastes good, that tastes, that tastes interesting. Good. Right. Because it's like once you've moved on to water, you've moved on to the like, oh, I'm just going to stick with water. Yeah, and it's of the not, night. I won't drink it because it's boring. Or I'll like chug it because I'm like, I want to go to bed and feel good in the yes, morning. Yeah, there's which something is like not sad. Fun. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the, 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 a non alcoholic beer, and it also, it tastes good. It doesn't taste like an O'Doul's, which. Nothing more embarrassing than an O'Doul's. Although, you know what? Let's bring it back. All these super <laughs> expensive, no ABV, low ABV drinks. Let's just bring back O'Doul's. Sure. I don't know. I, I totally agree, though. I sometimes think also that something carbonated, it's almost like placebo effect. Like, if I'm a little bit drunk and then I just, like, have a seltzer and bitters, like a seltzer and lime, I'm like, or just a plain tonic water, yeah. I'm like... I'm getting more drunk. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting buzzed. I agree. There's a heavy placebo effect with it. There's a heavy... Well, I sometimes feel... I'll have, like, two sips of beer, and I'm like, I already feel buzzed. But that's not possible. Maybe. like... Maybe. Maybe it is. I get... Maybe. I totally get that. Yeah. Because I definitely... Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm already feeling something. Yeah. But then I think it's also just, like, a serotonin thing of my body being like have an alcohol like you're about to get exactly having a night gearing up (laughs) but no i mean i (laughs) i got back from a run over the weekend and was like handed a glass of wine by my father-in-law you know i took it with just a great man he was just a great man took it with much gratitude and then that was like clearly a great idea or a terrible idea not sure but yeah felt it immediately yeah like had trouble getting through dinner Oh, re- oh, wow, wow. Yeah. I was just like... Made you tired? I was just really drunk. Well, I've never understood the like detox, retox thing. Okay, sorry. Let me be clear. I've often detoxed and retoxed. But the thing of like going to a workout class and then like going out for margaritas with your girls right after. I'm like, if it's not in the evening, that's not interesting <laughs> to me. Like that doesn't sound... I don't know. The body doesn't. Cra- from I, for me, I'm like I don't feel like my body craves alcohol right after I've just like sweat a bunch. You know? Oh no. Yeah. No, not at all. Unless it, yeah, it was the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just a time uh, of just day. Factor. What you just said. I yeah, day drinking to me. I don't know if we've ever covered this. We probably have. I just I, it's a nightmare to me. I don't ever want to do it. It's like the thought of doing it takes me to a place that's almost in my head, like, truly a, a nightmarish. Frightening. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> like, bad things will happen. I won't be able to... I just don't like seeing the sun go down and I'm already... No. Oh, yes. But a glass of wine at lunch, acceptable or not acceptable? Oh, acceptable, acceptable. Okay. Except this like, will make me tired. You don't want to be date drinking, but no. you're okay to, like, drink during the day. 
as, yeah. if, as in like you're in Italy I'm pay- this is me painting a picture oh, for you you're in Italy like you're, 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 you're gonna yeah. have a glass of wine with lunch oh of course but I agree because I'm also like I so what happens to me is that I get I start getting anxious about like if I'm feeling a buzz now what this leads to is me taking a nap mm-hmm. waking up and feeling Horrible. really hot after said nap and then coming downstairs and being like well I don't want to I, I'm trying to preserve the fun of the evening. Yes. By not Correct. having too much fun during the day. Correct. You know? I just don't want to be hungover in the evening. No, it's, the, it's truly one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. But, like, hungover and feeling, like, a little bit sunburnt in the evening, like, one time a summer can be great. But I, but I agree. It's like, I it's want tricky. the evening to feel fun and sexy, not, like, depleted. Yeah. And... Then feeling like, well, I don't really want to eat too much because I kind of feel like nauseous from being what on fun? Day yeah, no fun, no yeah. fun at all. Fun ton, fun, fun none. none. Um, okay, this is what I wanted to discuss this episode. I mean, we're already like God knows how many minutes into this episode, but you know, a uh, hundred. No, not a hundred. Yes, we're a hundred minutes into this episode. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime already. Um, Okay, so 15-year college reunion. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. It was so lovely, like, seeing people who I hadn't seen in such a long time. People who, like... What was so great about it was that I think people at this age have gotten out of their way. Like, people at this age are confident in who they are. So when you're seeing people, there's less of the sort of, like, sizing one another up and more just like, hey, how are you? Even if it wasn't somebody who you were close Speak for yourself. With. You think? I mean, I would. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. It was so nice. It was just like a really... Anyway, it was great. But I was talking about this with Mallory yesterday of like, what is the form of small talk that is not simply based in where do you live? You know, are you married? What are you doing for work? How many kids do you have? All of that. I'm like, I want a great opener to a conversation that leads us down to a path that's more interesting than just, like, the checklist of your fucking life. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yes, I know what you mean. This is why, part of the reason why I didn't go to mine. I have no, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't know what I would talk to people about. Okay. I, got, I mean, that's why, you know, you've got people who either ask, like, oh, what are you doing now? How many kids do you have? Blah, blah, blah. Or, like, this weather we're having. But those are basically, to me, the same thing. Well, one is, like, more, uh, about... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That word. And, yeah, and the other, at least, is, like, external to both parties. But, but, but here's the thing is, like, the, to me, you telling me where you live and how many kids you have is, in fact, external. Like, those are all things that, of course, I want to know about you, but... That never leads to something fascinating. Or every once in a while it does. But in general, it's just, then we go, oh my god, oh, you're living there? Wow, so central. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, oh, I've heard blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, it's so superficial. But I'm just always sniffing for, like, something, some kind of connection that then I can build off of. Yes. Right. But this is why I'm trying to find, okay, what is, what is the better way to begin a conversation? Is it, what have you been reading lately? What have you been watching lately is just too, it's, uh, there's too many shows out there. You can't go into that. What have you been reading lately? Oh, I also hate that any travel plans. Or what are your summer plans? But I inevitably, I do ask that. Of course you do. When I get lost, when I'm totally lost, I start asking about that. I'm like, I don't actually care. I mean, (laughs) I I would, I would be a mess at mine. I'm, I, I don't know what you... 
eaten anything good lately, maybe that's a good place to start. Maybe. But then you also don't want to be the person who's asking, like, the weird questions. I would so much rather get asked a weird question than, oh, so what are you up to now? Acting. Wow. Oh, what kind? Right. So are you mostly doing theater? It's Mm -hmm. like, we all know how that fucking conversation goes. Um, Huh. Eating anything good? Uh, what's what's uh, what sports have you taken up? <laughs> Any new hobbies? <laughs> Any new hobbies? How's your uh, you you really using your major and? Um, yeah, did, exactly. Yeah, know. what was your major again? But I'm like, I think that this applies also because we're in a business where like we meet new people all the time. I think it's nice to maybe just have, be able to have con- like find a quick way into a conversation that ha- that does in fact have body to it. And is not simply based in the facts of another person's life. Yeah. Right? Yes. I have no... I'm really stumped. Because I find myself in these conversations and I cure myself just going, oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And it's not because the other person is boring. It's because I have, like, failed to come up with, like, more ways to respond to what they are giving me. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know how you can how you get deeper it's tough parents still alive yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's the what was the hardest part of covid for you yes who's anyone in covid yeah where were you best part of covid yeah Yeah. where were you during covid yeah well yeah let's get into this shared trauma yeah shared trauma is always good commiseration always good yes that's i would say that's usually my way in is like I mean, it's very kind of theatery. It's very kind of Jewish of just like, what's something we can both complain about? Because totally. it's like, where? how do we get an angle? Yes. Going? And I also feel like that's opening up room for potential humor, which yes. is great. Yes. Right? It's like, then, I, yes, I think there's a lot of shared commiseration in the self-deprecation of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is a tricky... Okay, are you good at getting out of conversations? Gosh, I... No, I think I'm terrible. Really? Like well, you'll just Well, Chris, Chris is particularly um, polite. My husband. Yes, your husband Chris. I feel like he would stand and talk to a person for 4 hours. Oh yeah, it's yeah. really he's made some enemies that way. <laughs> for me, my he's made enemies for me. Yep, he I think he often will lead people on in friendship and romantically just because he gives people his full attention. Right. For too long. Right. And yeah. then they're like, wow, he's really into me. He's yeah. so invested in what I'm saying. Yes. And he probably also has a good memory. I could imagine him being like, yeah, last time I saw you, you were gearing up for that decathlon. How did that go? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's great at names. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank God for name tags at this fucking 15-year reunion. I was Jesus. looking down the whole time. I, yeah. Put him on my forehead. Put, let's come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't make me look down yet. Put it right between my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, let's Google Glass this somehow. <laughs> yeah, I I think I've a, I had a really big fear about going to mine. I just have not been in touch with. I've been in touch with like my core little group, but not like I haven't been active in like the Vassar community as an alum. But I think you underestimate how many other people are also not active yeah. in that way. I just feel like I wouldn't... I, okay, there's the, the general excuse, which is like, oh, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know who to talk to. I don't know anyone. I'm not in touch with enough people. I feel out of touch, blah, blah, blah. 
But then I think the deeper thing, right, is like I don't want to confront who I was back then. Ooh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be reminded of the kind of person I was when I was still developing. Because you think you were snobby. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was a bitch. Yeah. And cold. So, okay. It was interesting. But this guy, Kleiner, who I went to college with, who I was friends with at college, lives in New Haven. So he had a, like, a party in between the lunch of the reunion and the dinner of the great. reunion. And I went, and it was, like, great to see people. And, like, for the most part, it was all people that I knew. And that was really lovely. But the most fun, actually, of reunion was seeing people that, like, I don't really have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And in being like, oh, I didn't actually connect with you in college because I had my own, my head so far up my own fucking right, ass. Right. And being like... No, like, I, I want to be, like, part of the group that, like, parties or the group that does this God, or that or whatever. so young. It's so Bad. young. It's true. But, like, then you're around these people now and you're like, oh, this was a group of intelligent, mm-hmm. curious, for the most part, really kind people mm-hmm. that, like, now I could regroup with even if we didn't actually have, like, a basis for a friendship in, you know, 2008. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. Oh no, now do I wish I had gone to my... Okay, you'll have your 20th. Yeah. You have five years to gear up for that. I don't know. We'll see. Probably Uh, won't go. (laughs) Saw Peter Sarsgaard and Maggie Gyllenhaal there. Nice. Yeah. One of them, I guess he went to Yale undergrad. Didn't know? Yeah. Or they're just hanging out. That's part of their brand. I also see them in Brooklyn all the time. Really? And I almost wanted to be like, we've... we've, Hold on. You see them in Brooklyn all the time. I have seen them like four times in the last year. Out of the five times you've been to Brooklyn, and I'm Excuse teasing. Me, I go to Brooklyn every week. week, and I'm going today for the second time in one day. Very nice. Um, but I don't know why I just had to name drop that you know they were in New Haven the same time I was. But, um, <laughs> mm. but I think about that pizza. So good. Fuck. But I do think the small talk. It, it, it's a conundrum. So in the UK. Mm-hmm. They never talk about jobs, really. It's like, if you're small talking and you ask somebody what they do for work, I think it's sort of considered, like, a little bit rude, Well, maybe. don't you remember being raised that, like, that was rude, but now it's just like, that's what everyone asks? Mm-hmm. I'm also like, listen, I want to know what you do. Right. Because it's 95% of how you spend your waking life. Like, it's important. But oh, God. I also just want to find other things that we can talk about. Is it plants? Is it climate? Maybe it's like, wow, how are you feeling about AI? I think there are people who, like, before they go to a dinner party, just, like, think about, what do I want to talk about? My husband. Really? He's yeah. like, okay, I want to bring up, like, or Or he's, like, uh, panicking crisis. because he doesn't know. And I'm like, you thought it? You're thinking about it? Oh, wow. I'm, like, uh, always winging it. Always. Every, oh, always winging it. Winging everything. That's why I'm an actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's always new. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, what about, like, yeah, just... You're just talking about chat GPT. Mm-hmm. You're, you're pulling up chat GPT. So like, yeah, hey, literally weeping. I have, an uncle, <laughs> I have an uncle who works in tech, and his, he's just always like, hey, have you guys seen this new blah, blah, blah app or whatever? And it's like very sweet, and it, it's a really good kind of social thing. That is good. Well, because I think the thing, okay, I am so opinionated about plays, TV shows, right. books, that often I do feel that asking, like, oh, what have you been watching or reading lately, will lead to me being like, oh, yeah, I hated that. Oh, me too. I'll put Which people off. terrible. I'll start judging yes. very loudly. Yeah. 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 So it's sort of, I mean, my friend Su Ching, we went to see a show on Friday before we went up to Yale, 
And we left the theater, and I literally go, well, that was one of the worst plays I've seen in a really long time. And she was like, oh, oh I liked it. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, that's a terrible... Mm-hmm. That's a terrible thing to do. Oh, my God. Especially if you've been drinking. I can't hold it in. Stone cold sober. Yeah. <laughs> well, me too. I just assumed we were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so it sounds like we don't... It may be leading with things that could be culturally divisive. Not great. Yeah, but then I'm like, what else is there to talk about? Food. Oh, my God. Politics. Food. 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 We're not talking about politics. Are you kidding? I mean, talk about divisive, but if you know you're in safe hands, but you know what? But I'm saying food is like not, it is divisive, but it's not, it's safe. You're allowed to like express strong opinions about like orange oil, you know, but you shouldn't about maybe someone's favorite show, even though that's maybe like five minutes into the conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think I, you know, the conversation, my way in generally is like being antagonistic. Me too. And contrarian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't understand. It's so alarming to me when people don't understand that like, oh, that's just me trying to connect with you. Yeah. And it's like, they actually feel a little bit like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. like maybe I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, maybe, oh, she really doesn't like the things that I like. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, but I'm just sparring. But that's also very Jewish, I think. Yeah. I also think it has to do with like, I don't know, like want, needing, okay, we want Here's what I talk about in therapy, like feeling like my whole life needing to go hard on like showing who I am and having a strong personality to like not get lost in the crowd. Yeah. You know, needing to project my opinion. Have you watched Bama Rush? No. Oh my God. It's incredible. Guys, please watch it immediately. It's on, I will not ever be referring to this platform as Max. It's on HBO (laughs) Max. It's amazing. So is this woman Rachel Fleet Flight? Huh. Rachel Fleet, I think she pronounces it. Um, it's about Bama Rush and it's about these women joining the sororities or, mm-hmm. you know, rushing during Alabama oh at the God. University of Alabama. Sorry, okay, great. I have Start my, all over. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a high pressure <laughs> pasteurization of women at the University of Alabama. Uh-huh. But Part of what, okay, so they have these rush consultants. So these are literally 18-year-old women who are hiring consultants to help them get into the right sorority. And these consultants literally say, listen, you don't want to stand out. If you're standing out in any way, they're probably not going to actually accept you into the sorority. And it's literally the opposite. I'm like, I think about myself in that environment and like in the ways in which I would I think I would be swallowed or I would totally acquiesce to their norms and like suddenly get a nose job and like be bleach blonde and like, you know. With yeah, well, it's a very formative age. It's a very formative yeah, age. Yeah, very malleable. But I agree with you that I always felt like I always wanted to stand out. Like mm-hmm. it would never occurred to me that like standing out might be a bad thing. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, I've kind of lived my entire life under that credo of like how to stand out more, 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 more. More. Yeah. More. But with dress, with opinions, yeah. with like, yeah. But not everybody is is molded like that. I know. Well, it's just like, what else have we got? You know. I mean, we as in everyone. Yeah, humanity. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, there's no such thing as like the prettiest, the smartest, whatever. It's like your opinion. All you have is your point of view. Yeah. 
God well, it's damn the it. very like Oscar Wilde, you know, be yourself, everyone else is taken, mm-hmm. which is so cheesy, but also so true. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I just want to be a person who's that pithy, who's like able to just like whip that up out of nowhere. I know. Ugh. I think we would have had to be born in a different century. We have to, I don't, we do read a lot. Maybe we need to take more adaptogens. Is that it? Is that what we're That's missing? That's what it is. I got oh, it. It's not this, it's not red meat that we're missing. It's the adaptogens. It's, it's actually a combo. It's I just bought, this morning, I just bought the the AC the size of the Javits Center is back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can even hear it, but I just bought a notebook, a teeny tiny notebook that I'm determined to bring with me everywhere. And after I spend time with a person, I'm just going to like jot down notes, not to reread, mm-hmm. but just so that my brain actually like remembers something. Yes. I'm going to try and see how it goes. I also have a fantasy about a notebook. That is, it doesn't yeah. have to be a fantasy forever. It, I know, I know. <laughs> I, but you know me in notebooks. It's oh, like, guys, Ari like once a <sighs> once a quarter, Ari comes in and is like has to crack her new notebook. It's always <laughs> and tells me about like a new Japanese way of taking notes that's different from. <laughs> I'm just looking for like the notebook of all notebooks that yeah. will finally help me organize my insane brain. I think I've just accepted that like. I will never be a person who, like, keeps a daily journal or yeah. who, like, keeps a... I mean, I keep my little date book, but that's it. But I'm like, how much acceptance is too much? This is something I go on about in, like, all aspects of my life. But, like, how much... When does, like, being patient become harmful? When does, like, you know, accepting become... You know, when do... Don't I need to, like, hold myself accountable and actually try to be a person that I, I don't know I don't know maybe I need to accept I think it's a balance probably need to accept more that I'm not going to write in a journal every day but I think I could try harder to establish routines and habits yeah. with writing well and maybe it would be like for a month you're really dedicated to it and then like for three months you're not but then you can come back to it right yeah. I think like part of that Mm-hmm. Like, you may just never be a person who is fully dedicated in that way, mm-hmm. but you can still have phases where you are. Yeah, exactly. I just have to find the one notebook, because the problem is... It's, it's the notebook. That's what's missing. It's the accoutrements. It's it the accessories. It has to be, like, the perfect size. You know what I mean? And Because what happens is now I go, oh, I had that brilliant thought the other day. Where is it? It's sure as hell not in the notebook I'm carrying around today. It's, it's in some other Oh, oh, notebook. it's in another... You have too many notebooks. I know. Tear out the pages that you've written in. Then what? Give the notebooks to someone else. Okay. And then start fresh. What do I do with the note with the pages I tore out? Reorganize throw them. them? I throw them out. Right. Do you really ever look back? <laughs> no. No, exactly. That's the answer. Never look back. Well, um, I would say we've sort of done it. You know, we've covered small talk. <laughs> we covered orange oil. Uh, we covered. Uh, wow, this delicious new Sunboy. Sunboy pickles, pickles and salads. Pickles and salads. I can't wait to try it. Same. And I'm just thinking more about clam pizza, clams on bread. Fucking hell, I love clam pizza. Summer of clams. Let's do a clam episode. Oh, yeah. Let's do a clam bake? What happens at a clam bake? Never really understood why it was call- it's called that, because isn't that like when they serve lobsters at a country club? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, okay, suddenly in my head I was like, oh no, clam bake is you put clams in a bunch of tin foil with like no water and then you like put them onto the barbecue and they open. I'm fully making that up, but like, doesn't that sound about that sounds right? fun. Yeah. I, my grandparents have this beautiful like 
like aluminum. I don't know. Like what's that like hard kind of black speckled? Like it's yeah, light. Yes, it's like exactly, a stock pot exactly. that's light. My dad has one of those too, where it's like the handles are. It's an oval, big oval. Oh, this is this one's like a giant stock pot, and it has like the this huge stock pot, but then another part at the bottom, and they're not attached. Yes. And you like put it over a barbecue, and it has like a lobster on the. It's like very sixties. And you like throw a lo- you throw a lobster, potato, clams. You throw it all in there, and it has a like a valve to drain Ooh. it. And then you can like you yeah, that's oh at the bottom, and it's like God. a um, perforated the top one. So it's like you yes, can have right. some it's of like the juice, just, and you can yes. take the things out. Oh, it's so great. Oh my God, that I sounds. Know. Suddenly, I'm like, can we go on a Midwest trip this summer? Suddenly, every year we say this. Yes, let's okay. do it in I mean, August. I'm, I'm doing nothing in July and August. Let's right. do it. Okay. <gasps> to be continued TBC we'll see you next week bye guys thank you for listening really thank you for listening yeah (laughs) we appreciate it without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.